0: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a book club podcast that talked about books and made friends along the way, and that's Bookends with Friends. I'm your co-host, Parker Moon. I'm a Sith Lord, Brett Irvin.
1: Um, Daniel Phillips. Couldn't think of anything.
0: Um, I said the weekly book club podcast thing already, which normally goes at this part, so now I feel (laughs) weird. Now
1: we don't know what to do.
0: (laughs) Now we, yeah, I'm all off kilter. Um, (laughs) we, we read Lost Stars for this episode. By Claudia Gray, a yeah. Star Wars story.
1: Claudia Gray gets it. She gets. Yeah, she Star knows Wars. what's up. She
0: gets it. She gets Star Wars. Um, I hope you, uh, beautiful audience, if you're listening, I hope you joined us. I hope you have enjoyed this book, this reading experience as much as we have. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk all things Star Wars today, which is very very exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, so how are you guys uh, feeling?
2: Very good. Are we, is someone gonna come in with the uh, the score for us.
0: Um, yeah, can we steal that? Is that free use? I think so. Can we can we lead into our podcast with that? I think John will be cool with it.
1: Yeah, that's it. Same guy. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: I'd like to think Jurassic Park happened in the same universe as Star
1: Wars. <laughs> Just on a planet, on a different Yeah. Place. It's a long
0: Star- long time ago in a galaxy far, a far away, but same universe. same continuity. Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, a Star boy. Destroyer uh, showed up to
1: kill Take all some the of those dinosaurs yeah yeah
0: yeah um
1: do we do we have short stories this week i've got a story i would like to share yeah share it um i got roasted by an old man last night harder oh, than no. i've ever been roasted in my life uh Who to this the point man? where i'm gonna quit podcasting and become a mute oh uh, no. wait because
2: of our podcast
1: oh no if you're, it would be a harder roast if you had heard our podcast probably oh so nicole and i went to dinner last night It was a good really story yeah we went to outback nicole likes outback so much that it's common knowledge of my family and my family's gift to her this year was an outback gift card um, so we went to outback dude. last night and just like i was in a super good mood yesterday i was like Goofy, goofy happy all day long. We were going to Outback. I was having a good time. And uh, the guy, the the table next to us, like the booth next to us, the guy, his back was facing me and he kept turning, like full turning around and looking at me, right? (laughs) And he did it twice to the point where Nicole leaned forward like during dinner and was like, is he like, what is he doing? Why does he keep doing that? He stood up. He he like like paid his bill, stood up to leave, and came to our table, and he looked at Nicole, and he said, "Does this guy ever let you speak?" And I said, "Oh my god, God, what?" And he he like said it kind of jokingly, and like tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, "I've never felt more self conscious in my life. I'm never talking again." I could not think of a meter thing to say to someone. Oh my Especially God. Especially you. I feel like you're not. I feel like not... I don't talk all that much. As I just. No. I know I just said a lot of words just then. Yeah, but you're
2: not a over talky kind of person.
0: No, I feel like you always leave room for conversation. I, and you're an active home, listener.
1: The drive home, I was shattered. Is that
2: why? So I got online in Discord with you later. And I didn't see And speak. you were in more of like a sullen mood. You were just like, yeah, I'm just like playing. <laughs> I didn't say anything but
1: I was like Dan,
0: I am legitimately so I sorry was
1: destroyed and so oh my god um, I'll listen to this episode I'll do some little grunts and hmm where I can but you my not speaking, speaking days are No,
0: done. Dan, you realize you're like one of the best active listeners I know. I don't feel like that's ever been an issue. Like with at any point of having a friend within our friendship of like you over talking or you like uh uh interjecting or interrupting that's crazy to me. Maybe
2: he said, "Does this guy ever stop being such a good listener?" And you just you just mm. like fabricated mm. the part where he said something mean. What mm. did what did how how
0: did Nicole respond?
2: What did y'all respond? <laughs> he's with? just he's not responding right now. Mm.
1: I said I was like, because <laughs> I'm also like. I'm not an aggressive person. I, I was like still trying to keep it lighthearted. And I was like, oh, she's just really quiet. And he was like, I don't think so. And then he left.
2: I was oh I was
1: going to say, God. how long did
2: he hang around? Was it like an awkward <laughs> amount of time, like <laughs> yeah, waiting for then, a response?
1: And then I went out and he was slashing our tires. Yeah, same guy. Gosh, man. Just on That's your a, side, what though. What a jerk.
0: That is the kind of like human interaction that like, shouldn't happen like he went out of his way was to he by himself try to ruin someone else's night
1: no it's just him and his him and his wife i'm gonna crash a star destroyer into his home i was you, gonna you say. honestly should like i don't think it was meant to be mean but it was just I like, like wild to hear
2: just a weird thing for a stranger to say
1: what a weird i thing. can't
0: believe that
1: <laughs> is that crazy that is I, if someone paid me a hundred dollars to go to a, a couple of strangers and say that to one of them, I I couldn't do it. I would. I want to fight this guy.
2: That. Yeah, let's go to Outback every night until he <laughs> until comes, he comes back. back. Yeah, honestly.
1: Also, uh, final verdict: we haven't been in a while. Outback's not very good. What about the the bo? Oh, the bo gave us um gave us some, some bo
2: some. some, some some open butt but, odor.
1: Open butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God, can we move on? This is gone my yeah. On.
0: Um, but I'm sorry. I'm so thrown off by that, and I just feel I feel wretched for you. Like that makes me feel so sad for you that you had to like have that happen.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Because guy's a real Nash wanted to die. It's okay. The real the a real
0: Nash, Nash Windrider. A real Nash Windrider
1: came through. What about you Definitely guys?
0: Definitely dark side. You know, I Brett, go. I'm still. I'm like <laughs> awesome. I'm like sh- like shell-shocked from that story he's
2: reeling <laughs> um i was just gonna say that i finished dawn shard and yeah you did um oh nice yeah it was great i loved it and i'm um caught up on the stormlight side of stuff but it definitely obviously like all of the later stormlight books opens up so many questions about the greater cosmere and uh yeah so
1: um a part of me it gets really sad when I think about Dawn shark, because you do have to read 5,000 pages of content before you can read it. And it's such a good, just like yeah adventure book. Right. It's a cool like, and it's a like one set novel,
0: but it also, I feel like does rely so heavily oh, on you yeah. knowing so all 5,000 words. Yeah. 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 Um, it's,
2: it's nuts, but it, yeah, 5,000
0: words. That's not, that's not right. 5,000 pages of, of words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh the only thing that's really been going on with my week is uh my brother-in-law seth uh has been reading the red rising series and live texting me throughout his like read and i've i've loved it he's also been reading them really quickly so like just i want to say like two days ago he was um on red rising and like talking to me he's like man this is just like a better hunger games like kind of the kind of thing that people say and then i was like yeah you should yeah yeah right and then i was like you should just like go ahead and pick up golden sun um, So he did from the library and all day he's been texting me. He's like halfway through it already. Oh, shoot. Um, Yeah, he's like, he's so really good. loving it, but he's just got like great, great takes already. Um, and so that's been it's been very fun. I, I really love like, you know, that kind of thing where you make a recommendation. Like, I I don't even remember when we last talked about it. Yeah. Um, But then he just like picked it up this week and was like, hey, man, I'm reading this because of because of you. And it's been really fun to yeah. text him about uh that series so shout out to seth i love you man and thanks for reading
1: i think i've decided that when i go to finish that series i'm gonna fully restart it because it's been about two years now since i read red rising which is crazy to think about Um, it's it's enough time to like fully restart from the get-go
2: so i fully restarted three but then i stopped again and then when i went back I was like, I'm not going to restart it again. And I started where I thought I had left off. And then like a hundred pages later, something happened. And I was like, I already read this before. Yeah, like, so I didn't yeah. realize where I had left off. So I just, I like, I've read it like almost two full times. Yeah, if you've you read that book everything. like three and a half
1: times. <laughs> yeah. It's a good book. Um,
0: and that's not even a bad thing. That's a I good, know, it's, it's a good great. book to read, to read over and over. It's true. Uh, do, you you know, we get, do we want to get
1: to read Lost over, stars? And over Lost stars lost stars it's so it's so good
0: i uh i'm i'm really like so pleased with how good this so book deep
1: i didn't was. think it was gonna be good so good yeah I, you know arguably one of the best pieces of star wars content that exists easily yeah, you know and 100%. it's it, it
0: it really you know so i i i kind of took a swing with this one bringing it for the book club um because i i just had heard good things from from random sources. But over the, I think this book came out in 2016. So it's been a, a good while since this it came been, out. Uh, I
1: was looking at it. It came out as a collection of books right before Force Awakens. Yeah. So like yeah, it was like the road to Force Awakens.
0: Yeah. Um, and I I just had like, you know, kind of like osmosed it from other people who were like bigger Star Wars fans than myself who were like, yeah, this is like really good stuff. Um, but I kind of had that same like uh, nervousness, Dan, where I was like. You know, we're a book club podcast. Is this a good book or is this a good like Star Wars book? You know, Such and, and that that I feel like that sentence in itself was like uh, derivative. Like that's so mean of me to even like think in that lane. But, you know, like I was just like, I, I just wasn't I wasn't confident. And then I read it. And I was like, man, this is like f- just phenomenal writing. Um, So also, I don't know. I, did y'all feel the same? I had a great time with yeah, all stars.
2: I saw your your good read review view of it, that it should be like like a mandatory reading for like any star Wars fan is so on point. I agree. It's just so
0: good. Um, it's the
1: one and a half of star Wars.
0: Yes. It'll it'll be the thing that I think from now on, I recommend for like, if people are like, Oh, what's good star Wars content. I would say like, Oh, like this rogue one and Andor are like the best you can get when you are looking for star Wars content and and Mandalorian, like, you know, there's, but it it just, it feels the four things
1: that lack Jedi. The yeah, you know, may
0: you know, maybe that's uh, they scoff that's at it.
2: Luke Skywalker. It's so funny every time <laughs> thing like rolls his him. eyes.
0: Yeah, oh God, it's um, it, it's so it's so good. Uh, do do I, you want
2: to?
1: Oh, I go, will go say on, I wanted
2: to say I think it's it's actually super cool that you mentioned that Dan that it it was released in the the lead up to Force Awakens mm-hmm. because imagine if you read this book leading yes. up to Force Awakens and then it opens with Jakku. like after the battle seeing in that that star destroyer that's like such a cool way to do that
1: so my stepdad's a huge star wars fan when i finish it i texted him and was like yo i know where that star destroyer came from because of this book and it's so cool like it's such a good book
0: um absolutely i do do we want to give like the briefest of synopsis for listeners um, I feel like we just huh. hyped up the lost stars. Yeah. Uh. So, and and we're we're imagining listeners. If you've if you are listening to this episode, you've probably read the book, or we hope you have. Um. But if you have not seen
2: Star Wars,
0: yeah, and no of Star Wars uh, enough. Yeah. Honestly, really, just the the original trilogy is kind yeah, of what pretty like, much you need to know. But uh, I mean, kind of not even, which is maybe the beauty of this book. I it would say so. To.
1: I would. I would kind of say it's, so. It's but a it, lot yeah. of key points from the original yeah. like trilogy yeah like you could um, without it but it's cool if you know about it is that definitely, much definitely
0: absolutely so 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 quick synopsis this uh this story follows two central characters Thane Kyrell and Sienna Ree who are from the same uh Jelucan? planet J- yeah Jelukan. J- uh, Jelukan yeah. something Jelucan like
1: that is how i said it
0: um and they uh, uh, have this dream, have this grand dream of becoming pilots. So in, in their childhood, they become this friends, grand moth trying to the <laughs> grand moth Tarkin dream, um, trying to become pilots. They uh, get recruited at an early age to join the Imperial Starfleet. And in their mind, the Empire is this great power that just that has risen Peace to power keepers. recently that has basically restored order. To the galaxy, so they are excited to go serve their country, um, and and serve under this empire. What we, the 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 reader and any fans of Star Wars know is that the Empire is the ultimate evil in the galaxy, um, and so you see their their progression as characters from children who are indoctrinated into this um kind of evil this evil system, but they don't know because of all the propaganda and and whatnot who really just want to be pilots. Um, and then they, it follows their path of them through the Academy to them, be, like become like uh, essentially attaining that dream of, of becoming Imperial um, cadets. And then uh, Thane's disillusionment with the empire and Sienna's uh, uh,
1: loyalty and uh, honor. Uh, misguided misguided loyalty. Loyalty. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Miss Yeah. I would say, I would say um, she had just placed her faith wrong in, that um so but i i just feel like that doesn't even do it justice um it's it's a love story it's a story about war and and honor and rebellion and, and it's so forbidden
1: much. love but star wars it's, it's a, forbidden love Romeo it's also
0: Juliet. it is and it's also it's also friends to lovers and then enemies right. to lovers and then yeah. friends to enemies to lovers it's it's so good Will I they, just, they? yeah man um, um really good
2: characters it that leads into our quote of the week a little bit. Yeah. Which yeah. is um which I highlighted as I read because I was like, this not only like perfectly applies to like the Star Wars universe, but just like our world in general. Um, it is uh it's Thane talking about the Empire and he says that was how evil magnified itself. It took root in the young and grew along with them. Each generation provided the next level of abuse which it's during a scene where Thane is seeing um, a group of indigenous people on their own planet being, uh, you know, enslaved by the empire and and forced to do hard labor.
0: And so it's... And and all the while in that scene, there's other civilians who are essentially cheering for that to happen because they think justice is being doled out. And I'm glad you brought that quote, Brett, because I do think that's one of like, i mean it was one of my favorite quotes as well from the from the book it was a very powerful scene yeah
2: yeah so um that that kind of that kind of gives you an idea of this isn't now going in i kind of thought and it it might be considered that i thought this was going to be just like a ya love story not saying that Mm -hmm. ya is be deep but i was just like oh yeah it's going to be like a fun adventure story but then i was like oh okay so this has so much depth to it and it's It's like, it doesn't even feel YA just because, I mean, they start as children, but it, it, it was just such a good, good story. You know, I think
0: one of the, one of like the things that I thought was genius about Claudia Gray's writing in this book is how it, it did, it kind of pulled a fast one like that. And in the sense of like, when you, when I first started reading, I was like, this is why like almost middle grade and then the first early chapters. And then I was like, "Oh no, this feels a little bit more YA when they're in the academy." And then by the end, I was like, "Oh, this—they—they're adults, like, they, they're, yeah, you know." It, but it definitely toes that line. It never gets like too gory or too, yeah. you know, graphic in any sense. No. Um, but it—it it definitely doesn't shy away from some really mature themes and conversations. Oh, yeah. um, and I thought it was really beautiful. I felt like we aged with the characters in a way that like lent itself really well to the story. Because I felt when, like, I was reading the characters at their ages, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that is how they would view the world. That's how, like, that's kind of how people would make sense of things. Like, the, um, uh, when they're young and they're just, like, blindly trusting the empire, it felt like they were kids who, you know, couldn't form their own opinions. And then kind of in their adolescence, they were hot-headed and and stupid teenagers. And, uh, you know, it it just, it, it did all of that in this one small story. Yeah. Um, man. It's good stuff.
1: I was worried with this book. So just like the thought of reading a book like this, that all of the writing was kind of like pre-finished because you already have such a big cast of characters in Star Wars. Right. And they're not leaned on at all. Like she wrote yep. two fantastic characters, like only from her own brain, mm-hmm. you know, like they are solely independent of all the other like major cast members from these movies and it just works really well like you really do just kind of follow these two characters from two different perspectives across like major points throughout star wars and it works so well
0: i absolutely agree i think it lends strength to the story that she didn't like there was definitely parts where they did like the the nods to um you know the story but it felt almost like she was poking fun at the idea of um uh what what's the like fan service like she, you know like mm-hmm. the, the like the the brief times luke skywalker was mentioned we already we already kind of joked about this but like Thane like rolled his eyes he was like this yeah. douchebag like he he yeah. like y- you like, know the who's leader who's of the Han rebels who's, this who's, force who stuff who like yeah whatever um and and i just i think that is so much smarter because like for the fans like yeah it's fun like they even did that with like yeah. Like smaller characters like Wedge Antilles and like Dax and and you yep, know Dax, um. So like it, it's it's stuff like that where like for the like you know quote unquote you know big Star Wars fans like you could be like oh that's cool like I I you know I I can pick yeah. up on something. But at its core, Daniel, you're exactly right. It was just two really well written characters w- with stuff going on like the setting was Star Wars, but it never never relied on like. Uh, the you know it pre-existing narrative to tell the story which i thought was just really cool
1: a really weird comparison and this is one of those like film bro things that people say all the time Um, but it's what it made me think of like the movie dunkirk people say that like dunkirk is a character in that movie and that's how star wars felt it was like yeah the third biggest character in this book was the story of star wars right yeah um, and the two main characters were just existing inside of it
0: guys we haven't even gotten to our first discussion point, and i'm loving this discussion so much because of but like yeah agreed so like the dan you're i, I had the same feeling and i think i don't know if y'all felt the same way but like this the big plot points of star wars uh like they were they were you know kind of going through the three the three original movies right and so, like, the big plot points would happen, and I would be like, oh, shit, like, oh, cool, you know, the Death Star, you know, exploded, or, or, or you know, Luke's on the scene, or what? Or, not really, but, like, that, that kind of stuff would happen. But I wasn't, I didn't find myself caring about that, because we know what happens, right? right, right that story. Like, that story's been told, but the thing that I was, like, so excited to was, like, the immediate fallout on a smaller scale yeah. for Thane and Sienna. Like that was such a cool unexplored surface, like to for them to go into of like, Hey, how do these people emotionally deal with the fallout of these, these big like set pieces in the movies that like are, are breezed over in the movies, you know, like a, a death star explodes. Like what does that mean for the workers on that yeah. you know, base or, it, it, or the rebels who die, it, you know, all the time. It, it, sorry, Brett, go on. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say it that's the that's the perfect lead in it
2: that was the thing that blew me away the most is how much it takes this action sci fi movie that is Star Wars. We're like, oh wow, well, yeah, and the hip hip hooray, they fly away from the Death Star. But it humanizes it and it's just like, hey, look, in all of that, millions of rebels died and like there was like two million people on the Death Star and not to say, you know, it's the Empire, but still it's like mm-hmm. That's millions of people's of lives that are affected by this, and all their families. And it's just like it it goes into the how how like brutal this war between the rebellion and the empire was on both sides for for the people I, that are involved.
1: I will never watch Star Wars again and not right. think about Thane and Sienna. Oh, all of right. Course. <laughs> I, so true. Like
0: there, there's so much of me that like wishes i could watch the movies and and pick them out you know and it'd be like oh that's dim in the back you know yeah. even though i know that's silly because that's not, i swear that's not yeah it exists but um there yeah, were like, some I,
1: parts where you're just, like, like somebody watched fire i was like did you watch the movie and pick out a random extra and yeah then put yeah that? i thought I the so too. Thought. there was one scene i can't remember like what after which battle because obviously they went through like five battles in this uh book But it said that, you know, all the rebellion was like sitting around and celebrating and Thane like went off by himself and sat down in a corner. I was like, I wonder if she just picked out, like picked out a kid in the corner in the movie to say like, that's Thane.
2: Yeah. When they're, when they're celebrating on Yavin and like the drums are going and stuff, you're like, like, I want to go back and just look in every moment where they crossed over with a main character and be like, did they, did she base it off of that person? Like. Yeah.
0: Before um, we get before we get too far, I do want to I one of our discussion questions I want to ask is what would y'all say y'all's like level of interest in the Star Wars franchise is or like knowledge like depth in the Star Wars franchise is up to this book.
1: I would say you two are definitely higher than me. Like my dad grew up in the 70s, so obviously the original trilogy and like the main movies were all we watched growing up, but like yeah. I've never watched Clone Wars all the way through. I like mm-hmm have uh, seen some of the, like I haven't watched Andor I haven't watched Solo yep. but like Rogue One and Mandalorian and yeah it's so weird like I feel like you could not have seen Star Wars and know about stuff oh, just Star oh, Star yeah, Star, yeah. I mean, Abs- it's been around yeah, for 50 years like you're going to know it's a cultural it, phenomenon right? yeah but like um, average a little more than average I guess
2: yeah i i'm i would say i'm the next level up because i've Seen all the shows, and yeah. um, I haven't seen. I've seen enough of the original cartoons, like Clone Wars, and like started watching like Bad Batch, like all that kind of
1: stuff. Um, I played a lot of Battlefront as a kid. Right, Battlefront. A lot of Battlefront. I know that a lot does, of That does names count. From Galactic That does Conquest. count. I mean, that's
0: yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. The the Jedi. Yeah, just and I know. I was gonna. I said the next a lot because I know Parker that you are the next next level especially yeah. with like the original um the force unleashed game and not to say that comes into play here but like like Again. as far as lore goes like you've seen clone wars you know, all the way through rebels so i guess
0: i'm i guess i'm the resident like star wars nerd but it's funny because like i i wouldn't really consider myself like a like yeah i mean i i don't know i guess i, I guess i am a huge star no, wars i just like, i guess there's no beating around that bush but, you've seen the most you know it's kind of one of those things that like it it was it was such a big part of my childhood and like I I've watched all of like or er, a a good amount of the the content that has yeah. been released um uh, but then like I think because of the nature of how big this franchise is like I feel like there's there's always a bigger fish there's always a bigger fan oh, right yeah. like I feel like there's so many people who like oh, yeah. have it as like a core a, a core piece of their identity um that like i've just always like been like yeah i like star wars but i wouldn't say like oh i'm like the star wars guy or anything like that right. um we all but, know it enough for yes. this yeah but i i i uh i also i don't know i i i feel like as of late and i don't know if y'all felt this but with star wars as a whole i've been a little um like turned off from the, the, the franchise. And a lot of it's mostly because of the, the fandom, I would say. Yeah. I think, um, I don't, I don't know that anyone would necessarily disagree with this. If anyone keeps up with the star Wars fans and like the, 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 I would just say like online discourse, really, there's a lot of overwhelming negativity and bad takes and, and just kind of hatred. And it's, it's not great. Um, A
1: little gross so, I mean the fan base kind of bullied writers into making not fantastic movies because yeah, well, the fans were like so gross about right, the, 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 the stuff fans get Force Awakens
0: so <laughs> outrageous but this goes back to even like Phantom Menace like the kid who played Anakin and that oh, yeah. was so that like, poor kid yeah, he was like relentlessly bullied. And there, I mean, that. that he was like it's, nine. It's, it's really sad because like it's one of those things where I feel so much love for this thing that's been a part of my life for so long and also so much uh, like kind of disdain for a lot of what has happened with it. And I don't know, I kept thinking about that while I was reading this book because it. one of the things that I think the book does really well is just like to go into, it delves into the nuance of, Um, just, I, or just like nuanced conversation, right. About like war and about, uh, like honor and, and are, you know, does one act of violence justify, you know, violent retaliation and all of this stuff where, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it kind of like, it made me think just some, some deeper thoughts and have a deeper appreciation than I, than I've had and made me think like, okay, even if there's a lot of bad in the star Wars community and fandom and stuff i think there's also a lot of good um but that was a very circuitous way of of telling my little background <laughs> in, in star wars <laughs> do you
2: think um nash when writer is a uh is uh the book version of the star wars fandom
0: slowly becoming more and more fanatical. fanaticized and and awful you nash know it's when writer
1: so f- turned evil real quick
0: yeah and it's it's actually i think that was maybe one of the best subversions in my mind because i thought from the beginning when they first introduced this kid from Alderaan right. You're like whose okay. name was Windrunner like yeah. it sounds so much like Skywalker that i'm like they're doing a good guy in the re-. like it, it was like oh this is going to be cool he's going to be gonna, like either a spy or a defector yeah. or something like when Alderaan gets destroyed and to have him be this like the one who fully just like like literally hates yeah like the the rebellion and is so so convinced, so indoctrinated that he he's convinced that the destruction of his home planet and everyone that he knows and loves was because of the rebels, even though he was like a part of the people who he's like blew up the planet. Crazy. He's he's this he's
2: arguably the scariest character at the end. And when Sienna's Sienna's, you know, arc becomes kind of like uh, like thriller slash like horror when she gets stuck so far deep that she can't get out. And she can't trust anybody. And he becomes this like super misogynistic, condescending, like fanatical yeah, he person that's always looking over her shoulder. And you're just like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, still, that's like one of the only parts in the book where it, it was when they were flying at Thane and he realized it was Thane and he just like went full murder. I was like, wait like a second. Screaming? Like I thought you were just kind of chill and funny.
0: right right but i but i also think it was so well done because after the destruction of his planet he like hollowed out out as a person yeah you saw like he he became detached for a while which is and then when he came back he wasn't exactly exactly it's it's what he was groomed to become like he became detached and then from then on all all he had all he was his whole identity was the empire Uh, which i think is i mean that's good writing because that's kind of what the grooming was like for uh you know the all of the cadets and I think maybe one of my favorite parts about the book and the nuanced writing was like how they talked a, a kind of about that situation and and going back to the quote of the week that you bought brought Brett was like like how, how does how does evil rise you know how do, how does how does this kind of stuff happen and I think a lot of it is based off of like the justifications and the like uh like people thinking like, in a way of like, Oh no, this is for the greater good. Or this is, this is the right thing because of honor or because I'm doing it for, you know, uh, right. I, I guess like not nationality because it's, it's a like,
1: it was a, it's, it's one of the wildest things in the book to me. I feel like Thane and, um, Sienna's story ends with them thinking Tarkin is a good person. <laughs> Cause like they, they meet him and he's nice. Like he's, genuinely nice to them as like gets their children. careers
2: going yeah like
1: gets their careers going she meets him again and he's still like not really evil towards her but they also don't know what
2: he's that, done
1: well like what he's done but also like he's the one that kind of calls the shot on alderaan with the death star yeah. and like they don't know that like he's just He's just a yeah. Guy they're they're sad the to find nice. out that he
0: dies
2: at the when the it's does like Star Wars. he's he's Grandpa Tarkin that, that exactly. they like look up but to like, and and trust to
1: what Parker was saying like how does evil rise? You have this super evil guy with people that look up to him that don't realize like what he actually is, and they think yeah. they're just like following in his footsteps to greatness, right? Well,
2: the the greatest weapon of the empire wasn't the death star it was propaganda and mm-hmm. like manipulation and espionage like beautiful brett the beautiful. isb officers were this guy's the most been powerful. His world
1: war II book <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's so true man but they were they're they're They're, like, secret police, the ISB or whatever, which is what makes Andor such a compelling show as well is because, Parker, I don't know if you thought that, but the main ISB guy is who I kept imagining. Yes, yeah. Her, her, like, superior, the guy in her ship. But, like, they're some of the scariest people because they're the ones that are... They literally have no soul, and they're, like, the most fanatical people within the Empire. And they'll... Literally, they it's heavily assumed and pretty much confirmed that they put her mom in prison just to test her loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, Did a so lot it's of just stuff like
1: to test loyalty.
2: Yeah. But you're just like, Oh my God. Every, they never cease to like go beyond what you think they would do as far as like evil and, and, uh, and manipulation.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's a it's it's a good book. It's so good. Yeah, I just uh, I I also found it was it was an easy read. Like I I liked right. the the pacing, the the character, the I I really liked the love between Thane and uh yeah. Sienna. Like the just the like love I, I like that. All. Well, well, even in their like um you know they're growing up, and then like Thane's disillusionment with the empire and then him becoming like a part of the rebellion and like they still had conversations of like okay well then like what is what is like justice like what is justice like what is it is it good is it right like that you know and i i just think that's such mature like cool conversations and i like that they carved out a space for them to still have this like really nuanced messy relationship in the midst of that yeah um Man, it just and it kept me thinking about these characters.
2: One one of the other things, and I think it 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 you know the, one of the reasons Star Wars is so popular is it has this magic where they build this family of characters that you fall in love with, and you know like like we've all talked about we grew up with. But I feel like this book does such a good job of building that cast of characters on mul- multiple different levels, like his uh his crew on the the moa i forget the name yeah. of it, the, the something of apocalypse or whatever the, the like woody, his wookie- mighty mighty oak yeah mighty oak yeah. Apocalypse. apocalypse yeah his his wookie captain and how she like pictures hair and then he just like all them. of their friends and just it obviously even like, in the
0: academy with like jude right. and adivion and like all of um like i i just thought it was it was really smart like you said like the found family writing that they said so well they did done. in this book. It, it it was executed perfectly um and really like the best of Star Wars. And it's it is funny. I mean, I know, Daniel, you joked about this earlier, but it like it has so little to do with Star Wars. Yeah. You know, there's no Jedi in this book. There's no lightsaber wielding. Um, I don't think
1: the lightsaber was said in this book, which I highly appreciate. Yeah, I think I you're don't right. think they said the word lightsaber in this book. Yeah. No um, force powers were used.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, it, it, the, they I guess they don't show it, but they—it's they always—it's like, always like mentioned. It's never—it's yeah. never like explicit. It's not in front of any of the characters. Yeah, they're never in the room. That's true.
1: But it, Parker said it was a really easy read, and I think a reason for that is like. You know where this story is going. It's almost like you got a script to the trilogy and some random writer in the back room was like, Oh, I added a few things and you right. <laughs> mm-hmm. just And it's, it's so the most and it's the it. most
0: interesting things. It's yeah. the things that may, like that I, I I so like like want more of. I so deeply want more of, and I want Star Wars to go in this direction.
1: Um I mean they have a other... g- they have a universe, they can do whatever they want. This right. Sh- and it
2: such a good movie slash show i'd yeah. probably prefer it as a show i feel like i would, yeah, love I would fall this head
1: over heels for something like as this a show mm-hmm. did i will guys-
0: say i did want to oh, go on dan me i will say um before we get too far i wanted to talk a little bit about this because i, I was thinking this like early on reading i think something that like obviously makes this great and i want to give props to claudia gray here um before we get too much further is like i feel like this could have just been a phenomenal book outside of star wars like a, a full-on great right. sci-fi book because if you break down all of the elements if you remove everything else what it's about is two kids who get indoctrinated into a into a war and then later on in their life realize that they're on the wrong side of history and they have to deal with that emotionally and physically and figure out where their place is afterwards and what and what that means but like their relationship with like their family and honor and the friends that were also that they grew up with who were on the wrong side of the war. And I think like it, it's almost more in- interesting outside of the scope of star Wars, because it, you know, it would be easier to, or it, it is easier for, for the audience to read that and say like, Oh, well obviously the empire is bad, but if you're able to like escape from that situation and put yourself really in Sienna's shoes or Nash's shoes, or these kids who are, you know they grew up in the system like uh, th- from from their standpoint they grew up knowing the luxuries that the empire brought them and the security that the empire brought them and the the ability for them to go off world and fly and escape like Thane escaped his abusive family and uh sienna escaped this like uh kind of uh, not not lowly life but just like this
1: Back-wire you know very life.
0: Well, yeah, just like this, like, yeah, like she would have been like a small, like, stayed in the same place her entire life. She, like, she got this adventure, right? Um, and and so, if you if you think about it from like just the the idea, the core driving plot of this book, it's so good outside of it being a Star Wars novel. And then once you add all the Star Wars elements in, it makes it really fun for people who like Star Wars. But, yeah. man, I, I just really enjoyed it. I think it's really cool writing.
1: I was not going to put this idea to bed until I have finished the last page of the book, but until the last page of this book, I did not think Jude was dead. Oh, <laughs> anyone okay. else? I've like just like like an off quote unquote like off screen death in a book like this. I was like, she's coming back. You know, they they were all off the ship. <laughs> I think all off the Death Star, and I got really sad when the book ended.
2: <laughs> I think I took it as um jude being like the most uh innocent character of their like friend group and it being such a deep wound for sienna yeah just because she truly had never like hurt anybody and was of all like
0: probably she just loved science right she 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 was just there for she was a big nerd You know, so I think I I I loved Jude's character, and I think one of my favorite things. I think the reason why I didn't think she was coming back was for this, but I really liked that they wrote in the part where she did find the flaw in the Death Star. She was like, "Hey, hey guys, I think there's something going on," and everyone was too arrogant to to listen. And I think that's just like such like like good and tragic writing, where you're like, "Man, this character who was like, she was also a part of this this evil like you know thing that was bigger than her that she didn't realize." Um, but then she still tried to save lives. She was still trying to, like, y- you know, just do the right thing. And she thought the Death Star was, like, up for mining, which, like, in hindsight, you know, bad judgment call there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. I, I really was surprised by Kendi yeah, being Kendi the one Yeah, Kendi just showed up. Yeah. I, like, showed I
1: expected up. the same for-, for Jude, I guess. Or, like, Kendi showed up and I was like, all right, Jude's turn. Right, like,
0: Jude's going to be there, too. <laughs> you know, so I-, I think, and I don't know, maybe I just, like... W- Maybe I'm just dumb and bad at like like uh uh guessing the the outcomes of things. But when all of these characters were introduced as cadets, I had judged them wrong, right? And I think maybe that's the Same. maybe that's the beauty of the writing too. Like, don't judge people's character by like what you think they they are as teenagers. But I thought Kendi was gonna be this like staunch uh reporter or er, supporter of the Empire, yeah. Um, and kind of play the role that Nash played, and I thought that Nash was gonna be the one who defected and became this right. like you know hero of the republic because he saw his planet destroyed and i so I, like i thought all of these things um going in and then a lot of them were just like flipped on their heads and um i i think honestly you could even say the same for Thane and Sienna because i think if you looked at their upbringing you would think that Sienna would be the one who she was more naturally compassionate she was from the small village not the riches that you know Angelican that uh, Thane's family was from um, and Thane was a skeptic and, and kind of a little more rebellious to begin yeah. with. Um, and I, and a little more hot headed And so I think, you know, having them kind of subvert that and have him be the one who's, you know, the one who like really sees the true atrocities of it. And is was like, hey, I can't be a part of this. And then her, like getting her loyalties mismatched to the point of, she was so deep that she like didn't realize until the end. And then it was so sad. Yeah. Um, That's good stuff. I, I was also really heartbroken by that. And I thought it was good writing, but I think um, like Sienna's arc was really cool to see how it played out because at the end and like in particular, I think it was good writing in the sense that like, she felt like she was so deep in that she, there was, there was nothing left for her like she couldn't escape to the empire because she realized how evil it was, but she felt like she couldn't escape out of it because she felt like, I mean, she, she had, she had committed these, you know, even, even not necessarily aware of it, but she was a part of this. She was an, a, you know, an accessory evil. to evil. Right. Exactly. And so I think like that dark place that she was at at the end of the book where she was essentially like wanting to die just to escape at all. Was really good writing and really tragic writing.
2: Yeah, do my it. It feels weird to be like thinking, but you know that brings up a good point of like, I I feel like to us knowing like the inner workings of their minds and their relationship, like it's easier to say like Cena was stuck, and she was she she really was she was stuck in that situation. But like, was she is she is she bad or is it just manipulation and her, cause her, her code of honor is what drove her to be stuck. It's even, even in the final fight, she would, she refused to give, even though she knew the empire was evil, she was like, I'm not going to let this. And like you said, part of it is she just wanted to die, but she's like, I'm not going to let this start the star destroyer fall in the hands of the rebellion. Like the rebellion scum or whatever, like I'm gonna drive it into a planet just to keep it out of their hands. So it's just like a. To the outside, she's not a good person, but like it's mm-hmm. it's such a complicated. And again, that's why it's such good writing. Is it's so complicated.
1: My favorite piece of dialogue from the book is when they talk about this, um, Rafter right Alderaan and, Thane is kind of confronting Sienna for staying with the Empire. And she says something along the lines of, if me and everyone else that is good leaves the Empire, what's that going to leave it like? Like, if there's no one there with good conscience, what do you think they're going to do next? Mm-hmm. And so I think there is a point where she was manipulated and blinded with, like, honor and loyalty and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I think there is a shift with her that's like, well... There, there's a she bridge. Still has compassion. I'll, say, I'll say there's a bridge. There's yeah. a bridge between her being misguided on one side and her being trapped on the other side. Right. And that bridge is I can't leave because I actually have like good in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can try to, wants sway to save it everyone else from that viewpoint of like world galaxy domination yeah, yeah yeah
0: and i think the thing that you said brett is is pretty on the nose too about we know they're in a inner dialogue right so right. like in a in the sense of the reader we can truly say that like yeah we you know we know that sienna was a good compassionate person yeah um who had fallen in this like evil path um and it, it, it i mean it's it's a tragic story right like this is a tragic tale it's not necessarily even a happy ending which i thought was also cool for a Star Wars story. But I think like the the thing that people can definitely argue, um, and I think the book wants you to, but like in many ways, Sienna was, you know, quote unquote just following orders. And right. um I don't think she was ever heartless, like the, you know, uh obvious like comparisons like storm like stormtroopers are named after the Nazi stormtroopers, right? Yeah. Like I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of Star that. Wars yeah, no. no. <laughs> but a, a lot of Star Wars prior to is based uh, on this book is based off on like like true evil and true good and there's right. not there's no right. room for nuance. And so I think the best part of this book is that they they want you to have that conversation and they want you to get really in the nitty-gritty of like okay, so like I mean she she was like by all means a part of something evil and if the ending would have been they killed her for her crimes. Right. Like that would have been, that would have been shitty to read as a, as an audience, you know, as, so as a reader, but like, if you're it, like, in the eyes if of, you're the one of the rebel, yeah, if you're, if you're one of the rebellion, you know, or, or someone in the Republic whose family was killed on Audran yeah. on or whose family was enslaved or anything like that, like I, you have a perfectly logical, good reason to want to see this person dead. Um, it reminds but you, but I, I think I was going oh, to,
2: It reminds you you know you you mentioned the connection it's it it slightly reminds you of the conundrum in um why am i blanking the the book we read at the beginning of last year with the two sisters oh nightingale nightingale Nightingale. like the the officer in that 2022
1: bookends Hmm. of friends book of the year
2: yeah nightingale i don't know why i blanked on that um but the the officer, and obviously it's it's not the same thing, but it's it slightly reminds you of this. Yeah, it's a similar conundrum created in that story of like, mm-hmm. is this guy like a good man? But he partakes in evil. Like
0: it's such a yeah. weird. Well, and and something I think that we can say confidently is that a, a big theme and message of this book is that like war in itself is is awful. Like war yeah. in itself makes like it it puts blood on the hands of of everyone like in in the rebellions case and in um and and like obviously the empire um but like i i think the the thing that it, it the the other thing that it wants you to consider is you know when we're watching these movies we see the the people who are at the top of the food chain right the people who are at the top of the ladder and how they are uh, fighting this fight. So, like, the Luke Skywalker is the obvious, like, whole good, like, holy right. good character. And then the, the Emperor himself is this holy bad character. But then in, in the case of, it, like, in, in real-world situations also, and in this story, there's a whole lot of people who are affected by these characters at the top's decisions who have individual, complex, full emotions, right. and a full spectrum of thought and, uh, like, choice and and family to protect, and all of this stuff that makes it a whole lot messier than, like, I'm a good guy and you're a bad guy. And I think that's something that, like... A, a good message, I think, that you can draw from the book is that um, in all situations where there is, like, war involved, there's more nuance than we want to... Or, or than, than it's easy to, you know, typically look at from the, the surface. Like it, they're, Like, in many cases, it's probably decent people fighting decent people who are just led by factors outside of their control um i don't know it's, yeah no it's good writing it's yeah. I, I, you you had a question on here brett that i really liked and i think we've talked all around this so we don't necessarily need to get to it but do i like you said do you enjoy the humanization of star wars or would you prefer to keep it more light-hearted sci-fi franchise and i like both i like yeah, when there's room for they both agree.
1: you know humanize it Full humanization. Well, that's what it's. It's something. I want to know yeah. that Turkin uh, adopted uh, stray dogs on his homeworld and uh, nursed <laughs> them back to health.
0: No, dumb. No. So I think <laughs> like the the thing is, it's it's easy. It's easy to to drink coke and eat popcorn when you're watching the Death Star blow up and right. you, you're seeing faceless stormtroopers die all the time, right? people get sliced by lightsabers or shot and you know, they fall over dead and you don't have to think twice because we're an audience and we're able to not think about the deep impact that has on whoever's family member just got shot or sliced or whatever. Uh, But when they want to tell human stories like this, I'm all for it because I think that's, it just lets us have conversations like we're having right now. And I have so much fun with it. I think there's, there's time and there's times and places for architecture, archetypal good versus evil stories which i'm obviously like being a star wars fan being a superhero fan like i love that i'm all for that but i just i i do also i like when they go in the in the in the gray areas i like when they say hey the there's, a, there's, a, there's a person behind that mask
1: humanization works really well on the small scale
0: yeah it does well
1: that's what it's, I, it's
0: really tough to do in the big scale
1: it's the beauty
2: of Projects like Andor and Rogue One is those. That's why those are considered two of the best things in the Star Wars universe, I think, by a lot of people. By Parker Moon, at least. Yeah, same. Like it's they're so well built, and it it shows you the 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 underbelly of this happy good defeats evil franchise which obviously like it's that's that part is great like you said but it it's so interesting to dive into the the like the the you know go below the skyline of coruscant and see the the stuff that goes on underneath there and see the spies and the people that have to sacrifice everything so that luke skywalker can can get inside
0: the death star and defeat the emperor
1: guys mm-hmm. jedis are so boring
0: no, I, okay, I don't think so at all. But I, I love a Jedi, but I, did y'all have any, uh, sorry, <laughs> Jedi, whatever. <laughs> you giving me all, all I broke, I broke Parker. <laughs> yeah, down. you just broke my brain. Um, did y'all have any favorite scenes from the book that y'all want to talk about?
1: My favorite crossover scene, like to the original trilogy, was Sienna, uh, Sienna guiding the four TIE fighters through the asteroid field. Yeah. Cause that was yeah. a good, like, I mean, that's like a a big scene in the movie, a very memorable scene, and to like think about that and to think about, you know, this other main character is guiding these four. Like kind of like Parker said, like those to her were not faceless stormtroopers, you know, they yeah. were like actual people that she worked with. So that was a cool crossover. I had mm-hmm. I'll
2: I'll give you three really fast.
1: Um I
2: really love the Mon Mothma when he's drunk and oh she takes my God. care of him. Yes, Brett. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. That was so... Because the whole time you're like, who is it? Like, who is this going to be? Like, I, at first I was like, is this Leia? I thought it, thought was, it was Leia. Mon, it was Mon Mothma? And it's like, that's so cool. I um, thought it was Leia
0: and I really liked that it was Mon Mothma. Yeah, it was a cool little twist. Um,
2: I did love how Sienna had to go rescue Vader from his, like... Shitty ship that was broken in was the middle the of exe- space, and she's like that's spiraling at the end of a new yeah. hope. She's like, he was probably a Executor? little embarrassed. Was that,
1: it? was that the ship?
2: I think that was his destroyer. That
1: was the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But she's like, she's like, he probably doesn't want to keep, or he he wants to keep me close because he knows that I saw him like vulnerable, sitting like an <laughs> idiot in the middle of space. And then I also loved, and I think it's because he's such like a fan favorite, and it's one of those characters that. Everybody says they wish got like his own series and all this other stuff. But um, when the realization of like, oh, I'm Wedge Antilles,
0: when he yeah. meets Wedge on that planet, you're like, OK, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I, I I, I, think so. Oh, Dan, you go.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that my favorite like non crossover, non movie related scene was uh, Thane with. Uh, Sienna and her dad when they go to the Fortress and they fly together it's like oh this is awesome like this is such a good chapter
0: I loved anything with the Fortress I'm so glad they went back to the Fortress because when I was reading that in the early book like early parts of the book I was like this is like every kid's dream right (laughs) to have a best friend basically a secret tree house and to like go to a place where you're like safe and you can talk about like you, you can aspire to be uh, an astronaut, or in their case, pilots, and they actually do it. So yeah, no, I I agree, Dan. I think uh Brett, you also the the Mon Mothma scene I loved, and the way Antilles scene. I really like those scenes in particular because they did actually address the question of like, um, you know that because they were kind of like going back and forth of like, are the rebels any better than right? You know the Empire? Like they, they blew up the they're terrorists, and then it was like, no, they are better because of kindness. And like I think that like like the scene where like like when Thane really realized it was when he was a part of the the MOA crew and they were just doing rescue missions, like just helping out the galaxy as like people. And right. then they saw the rebellion doing the same thing. And so he he realized like even though he was very jaded against any sort of authority, he was like, Oh, well, this authority is doing things that are are backed by kind actions and not led by fear not led by like just power but there's something deeper so i really like that
1: i swear it was like five pages apart when um sienna went back to her ship and they were like, "Up, oh, you used two out of your 7 weeks of leave, but your yeah, record yeah, yeah. is still spot clean." And <laughs> yeah. then Thane goes back and they were like, "We're volunteers. You can right, leave yeah. Whatever you, you can want. leave
0: whenever like, you want. Yeah, you're not going to get a demerit. We're yeah. a
1: team of volunteer fighters like fighting for good. And if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. So, have mm-hmm. a good one."
0: Yeah, definitely. And then so my other my other favorite scene, I think my like my favorite last crossover scene uh was the scene where the the emperor shows up on the the second death star because that in context of star wars was the first time fans saw the emperor he was just this hidden shadow figure for um you know the the original trilogy um and i think the way it was described in the book of this like almost like nausea levels of unsettling like like it, it like this like fear and just like uh, like turmoil that like came from just seeing his face. Well, she also really, went really into cool.
1: like, she thought she knew what he looked like. Because right. It was the, the propaganda. Like propaganda, like old Palpatine.
0: Yeah. Like showed him like as this like prime, like regal leader. Right. And then seeing him, she was like, oh no, this is like the face of evil. Like this is <laughs> Satan essentially. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that that was like, that was cool writing. Um, Like it, it gave me chills reading that. I was like, oh man, like that's like, that made that scene have so much more weight for me.
2: The yeah, the other the other one I'll mention, the last one I'll mention, um, and it's because weirdly I saw a TikTok about it like two weeks ago, but it was um I'm forgetting his name, Luke's Gunner on Hawk. Dak. 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 When he's working with him and it's just like cause there's a scene in the movie where he's like, oh yeah, like he's so excited to be flying. Mm. And then so the TikTok is showing that scene and it cuts to him being crushed um and it's just like oh my god but that that scene it was it's so heartbreaking because you're like it's it's a cool crossover that like you get to know him more and how innocent and passionate he is about like helping the empire and creating a better world and then it's just like oh yeah he didn't make it mm-hmm. um only luke got out alive so that was like a that was a that was i, a I cool. love
0: i love 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 small scale stuff like that when yeah. they, when they flesh out characters who are like a side character to a side character in the scope of like the, the big three. Right. But then like in these moments, you get like really sweet moments and you're like, Oh yeah, they're not, they're not safe because of plot armor or <laughs> they're not guaranteed to right. make it to the next scene. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I agree, Brett. that's, it, it was a good, it made that moment be way more emotional than it was in the movie. Cause like you, you meet him and then he gets stomped on a eight, you're stomped by an at So um do we want to do we want to wrap up do we have any any big thoughts no let's I think
1: let's bookmark it with the yeah. statement of this is truly like one of the best pieces of star wars content i think you could consume like it's yeah. very, one, one of my yeah, favorite good. one of
0: my favorite discussions with you guys that we've had too it's been so like, good. A, about a book i really just liked this book a lot i will say i wanted to recommend this to you and to the audience um and i think i've talked about this before on podcast um one of the only other Star Wars books I've read is the novelization of Rogue One, um, which was my favorite Star Wars movie. They made a novel about it, and it's really, really good because it does give a little bit more insight to that team that's put together very quickly, right? Because it's a two-hour-something movie. Um, but my favorite scene in particular is one that was completely added for the book. It was not in the movie. It's the scene where the Death Star is being tested out on Jeddah City, Um and you have the scene where it's like they, they, you know, the main cast realizes what's going to happen. And they're with Saul Carrera and they're, they're about to escape. And then it just cuts to the regular civilians in the city of Jeddah, And it describes like one by one, all of these oh people in their last moments. Like, so one of them's like, uh, like just an old lady who's lived in the city, her whole life. One of them's like a corrupt guy. Who's like trying to st- like get a big score um one of them is two stormtroopers who they were like oh man we didn't make it back to the ship when they wanted us to evacuate like no big deal it's probably some like drill or whatever Oh man. and so but it it just it was this really cool like a very eerie scene like slow down yeah and like all of all of like the last like sentences pretty much are like they they felt warmth or they saw this great green light and it's like oh god it's so it's so scary and but it also like makes you feel like that like the devastating weight of like what a death star actually is, like a weapon of mass destruction, like killing killing innocent and or just like people indiscriminately um and and again made that scene and made those moments way more impactful, um which I think this book did you know tenfold with the entire story, so yeah, definitely check that out
1: let's uh let's bookmark this bad boy. do we let's have a
0: uh, bookmark it
2: did you say i know we talked about this before. And I've been waiting this whole this whole time to hear about it. But yeah, you yeah. said um, our author's note is about the the connection of Thane and Corona Squadron, which is what his squadron of his X-Men rebel. Pilots. Yeah,
0: so I did I did a little bit of digging. Um, Claudia Gray's also written other books, and from what I from what I can tell, she's like in 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 many people's opinions one of the best current Star Wars authors. So I do want to check out her other stories um, and find out more about her. But I was doing some digging about these characters because I, I just I so desperately want them to be in other things. Uh, and so as of right now, to my knowledge, the only other time they're referenced is in the new Star Wars Battlefront 2 game. Um, <laughs> no, okay. so
1: That's the last thing I would guess.
0: Yeah, it's it, but it's fun because it's like, you know, you have these people who are working on these projects all the time. And so you know someone on someone at that team who is creating this game was like, I read this book. I freaking love these characters. We're gonna put in the smallest Easter egg. Maybe ten percent of players will will get to enjoy. Right, if that. But that for for the for that person who who did that, I love you. I love yeah. you for doing that because we are those people who are looking at this up. So yes. Yeah, so one of the scenes is um, one of the main characters who you you play as a person who uh, starts in the empire, and I assume leaves i i never play the video game yeah um but she's like she's doing a stealth mission through a rebel base and if you stop at a certain window there's like a a, a meeting going on and they're they're talking to like the the corona squadron about their next mission that's which is so really cool. cool that's a great easter um, egg it's a great easter egg and so i was like wow that's that's so fun and and the corona squadron's just written uh, as a part of this book from from my knowledge like, i don't think they're mentioned like in, yeah. in any other thing and then um, later, and the, so there was a DLC where they added a, a full-on <laughs> battle of Jakku.
1: Yeah, and that's that what I remember
0: specifically a, a moment in the game where they talk about the um, was it the Executor? What, which, what's the ship that she lead, that she steers down? In,
1: in, fit, uh shoot
0: the infiltrator,
1: infiltrator, something like that. It started with an I. Uh,
0: so, something. Well, it's yeah. so they they mentioned Sienna's ship going down, inflictor, and then the, the the, yes and then there's a specific like someone mentions over the rate cuz there's like just like you know this radio chatter going on like back and forth in the x-wings and this i'm i from the screenshot i saw it looked like an x-wing like you're you're flying an x-wing um someone mentions Thane Kyrell like in his team which is so, so cool <laughs> and i'm like that like That's i amazing just, i just love that stuff i love interconnected universes and when people can drop the smallest little yeah. easter eggs to keep things alive like that like that's i i ones. am so appreciative of the fact that that exists and I, yeah. I hope that someone or some people played that moment and like lost their mind over how cool of connection that is because it's such a deep cut um cool. but that's all i had
2: yeah that's awesome well um thank you this all has been great. for listening this has been amazing yeah um we we hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did please let us know um what your thoughts on it were what your favorite crossover was um where you'd like to see the characters go next because it kind of left um a little bit of a not like a cliffhanger yeah, but like it you know it's it's pretty open ended for what a what... lot
0: of people have asked for a, a sequel if you're wondering a lot of people including uh Jay des who read the book uh, and emailed us about it, and that was her her main email was like, "Hey, you tell there's a sequel, right? Um, there is that. not." Um, and I think I think I lo- we didn't really talk about the ending too much. I think I I love how it ended. I love yeah. that it ended on this like hopeful, but also not all the questions answered. Right. Note. Yeah. Um, so thank thank you for everyone who read along. Thank you, Jacob, for reading along and and sending in your thoughts. Um, and and everyone else who uh, was kind enough to go on this Star Wars journey with us. I feel like we took a leap of faith with this one. Um, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out big time. At least for us three big yeah, It was nerds. great. <laughs> we just nerded out about Star Wars for a, a minute.
1: If you don't like Star Wars, I'm, I mean, you Oops. probably get a little bogged down by this one, even if the characters are good. But yeah. it's good. You'll like it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you'll like it, yeah. I think. I had, a, I had a great time. I had a great time talking to you. I'm thankful for you to... Um, same lot. same same i don't say that enough but big, you guys big are Star best. Wars, nerdy this boys. was our 99th episode of the podcast oh yeah crap what are we so, gonna do i, I don't know next, i think we
1: retired now
0: next yeah so we don't People have to do like yeah i feel like 100 there's a lot of pressure to do a good podcast and that's scary
1: we won't deliver guaranteed we, we <laughs> almost certainly will not almost certainly um, won't. but we'll we'll come to that bridge when we come to it
0: that's right uh any anything else Thank you. Thank you, Jacob Robinson, for the intro and outro of the podcast. And thank you to Maddie Moon for our lovely cover art.
2: Thank you both. The real, the real squadron is the one you make across the galaxy. (laughs) Is that bad? (laughs) Is that good? That was beautiful.
1: Wonderful. Well done. Read this
0: book. Bye. Read, Read it. Bye.